Hey, all, welcome back to the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. I am Darren. I'm your host, of course. And today I have a couple of special guests. I have Lloyd Capuccio and Scott Smith. They've been on before, but we all three had something in common. We've all had the Master Built Gravity Fed Series charcoal grill and smoker and we're going to discuss those they've done some unique mods to their uh their grills and we're going to discuss that i'll be right back with lloyd and scott smoking grilling getting hot and hotter sous vide and chilling from fire and water Hey all, it's Darren and I want to take a second to talk to you about the high-powered torches from Grill Blazer, the grill gun and sous vide gun. I was lucky enough to be a part of this project long before it was a Kickstarter and I love them. If you're looking for something to sear your food within seconds, check out the sous vide gun. If you're looking for a torch to light your grill and have it up and cooking within five minutes, your lump or briquettes, check out the grill gun. You can also light outdoor fire pits and your fireplace within minutes check it out guys at the link below and get 10 percent off your order check out the grill gun and the sous vide gun by grill blazer welcome back to the fire and water cooking podcast i am darren i am your host of course and today i got a couple special guests they've been on before you know them you love them i got load capuccio and scott smith we're going to talk about Something that we both have had, or all three of us have had before, um, I don't have one anymore, but Scott and Lloyd both have the Master Built Gravity Series Charcoal Grill and Smoker, and they've modded theirs out. And I wanted to get on and talk about it. Um, I've had the McLemore uh, father and son, John McLemore of Master Built on, and we talked about this uh, about a year and a half ago when it first came out. And it's kind of revolutionary. It's something that um, uh, it's a kind of a cross between. It's got the controls like of a pellet grill, but it also has the charcoal factor in there. And it's kind of built around the more expensive gravity fed charcoal grills that you see a lot of the uh, uh, higher end barbecue competitors have. So, but this is. Um, kind of down in the price range that everybody can afford it. So I wanted to talk about this because, um, like I said, Scott and Lloyd have kind of taken theirs to the next level. And um, first of all, Lloyd, welcome. Thank you, Darren. Lloyd, I like your hamburger background and your, oh, nice, thank you. your nice shirt there. Thank you. I guess Big New York Jew. That's what you see right. my Facebook, Facebook uh, name until... They said, no, I had to use my real name. You're also known as the Kosher Dosher. So you have a Kosher yes, Dosher, Kosher Dosher YouTube channel now. You have a Kosher Dosher blog. You're on I do. all the Facebook cooking groups, just about. You're on all the CBU groups, of course. So check out the the Kosher Dosher on pretty much just type in Google like uh, Kevin does. <laughs> just Google Kosher Dosher and you'll find a lot of articles and interesting stuff that Lloyd writes. And Scott Smith, welcome, Scott. Hello. And uh, Scott, he's a nobody. He just, we somebody that, you know, we kind of adopted. <laughs> he's in a lot of the food groups with us and we, we chat a lot and um, you know, we all have a lot of the same interests. And like I said, the, uh, the master built gravity series, and I'm going to kind of share my screen real quick, just so you guys in uh, watching us here. If you're not familiar with them, this is what they are. This here is the 1050, which is the larger of the three models that they have. And if you see, it's got the little, uh, this is the charcoal bin here. And the way they work is the charcoal gets fed from the top here. And then the fire is built on the bottom here. So the gravity fed of the gravity fed series is the charcoal kind of burns down this way instead of, in a normal charcoal grill, it's either over here and it's the fire burns down into the grill. This is opposite. The fire is here and then the charcoal kind of feeds into the fire. And what that does, it gives you a little bit more control, especially of the smoke. If you're using this as a smoker, because the smoke actually will get passed through the fire and it gets a lot of the, uh, the bad stuff that's in the smoke um, burns out. Uh, through the fire there and it actually 
has a much cleaner smoke burn um, in there. But the uh, if you can see my mouse here, the the, the fires right here, and you have these two little uh, uh, sliders. So the the it kind of goes in the bottom. The fire and the, the heat goes in through the bottom and kind of works its way into the chamber and around, and, and it goes back out through the back. <clears throat> so one of these the uh, will let the fire and the smoke in through the uh, underneath the uh, the bottom of the grill and it comes out through here and it kind of just circles around inside the grill and comes out the back. So it's a very unique design. Like I said, it's built on some of the larger, more expensive gravity um, cookers that are out there and have been around a while, but uh, the engineers at Masterbuilt put this thing together. And um, one of the Masterbuilt's not known for having a very super expensive unit. So they wanted it to be, something that could be at Walmart's or Home Depot's and every man could afford it. And they did. Um, they built these uh, probably as cheap as they could. And the 560, this is the model that they first came out with, was pretty much bare bones. And uh, the one thing it does have, though, it does have a uh, Bluetooth Wi-Fi controller that actually can control the fan and the temperature similar to a pellet grill. So they did put this thing together. This one is $500, which for the technology that's in it, um, it's definitely something that um, wasn't around before. Um, even, even the cheaper pellet grills didn't have the Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. They just strictly had a uh, some kind of uh, PID or a regular controller that tried to control the temperature. So I had one for a little while, and like I said, uh, Lloyd and Scott have one now, but they went a step further and actually did a lot of um, modifications there. So so let's talk about when, when you first got your your uh, master-built gravity series and you took a look at it, you unboxed it. Let's start with you, Lloyd, because I think you were the first one to I did do all the mods. Um, so what, what did you think well, about when you first got it out of the box? It was very cheap cheaply designed cheaply made poor metal had some issues with mine when you first buy it um i end up with the first generation you don't know by the serial number you're getting so there's five uh evolutions of them i got the cheap one so i had a lot of complaints with the manufacturer just cheaply made i had latches that didn't work screws that weren't screw in um i had to write the company uh, several times um you can't pick up the phone and call them, which I'll never buy another. I will never buy another master built product because of the warranty issues. You can't communicate with them on the phone. You got to fill out this fucking form. Excuse me, gotta edit that out. You have to fill out this form. That's a pain in the ass. And if there's a problem with their server, you got to do it over and over and over again. Um, it took me, um, God, over eight or nine months to resolve the issues I had with the first generation that I bought. So, but cheaply made, but for the price point, it's an okay smoker. So Scott, let's see what, what, what was your experience? Cause I think you both bought them off of Amazon, correct? Yes. Yeah. The, the, the metal is fairly thin. Uh, mine was, mine was bent uh, when it came out of the box, but I straightened it out. I, I modded mine immediately. I never even put a fire in it before I modded it. And Me too. Part of, Did the same part thing. From, from Lloyd's experience. But I, I went a little further and, and uh, didn't even use the factory controller. It's still brand new sitting in the drawer. I went the, the fireboard route. And I'm, I'm real happy with it now. I put stainless steel grates in it. And I did all the... Um, uh, LSS and uh, who was the other guy? Well, a clot, a cloak. I did the clot. I did the whole clots elite package on mine, and then I, um, and I did a few things in LSS. I think uh, it was a mixture of both. But uh, well, the, and that's the thing. I want to I want to talk about a little bit because I had I bought the eight hundred series, which is in between the 560 and the 1050 i think you both of you guys have the 1050 right that's right 
yeah so the 850 or the 800 is actually kind of like in between as far as size goes but the reason i got that one is because i didn't need the full size one but i it had a griddle that, that went with it but it had everything that the 1050 had in it so it wasn't as low uh grade as the uh as the I mean, I'm sure as the 560 let's share that again i modded mine also i didn't start a fire in mine yeah so this is the 800 series so the the 800 is pretty much just the same as the 1050 it's a little bit smaller but it does come with a griddle and it has this little thing on the bottom here that you can take out when you're using it as a griddle you take this part out and then put the uh griddle on which i used the griddle a couple times it wasn't that good because it had hot spots and cold spots on it but um everything else was pretty much the same as the 1050 except it was just a little bit smaller but um you know and i got it at at walmart it was you know on a shelf i went and took it off the shelf and brought it home put it together but i had the same experience as you guys that you know there were some bent pieces there was a couple missing screws there was some um, uh, you know and it took a long time it was a dubious effort to put the thing together just because of the, all the many different little pieces yeah. that would run away from you. Well, even you know. if, Darren, even if, even if I wanted to start a fire in it to begin with, I couldn't because the lash wasn't working. And like Scott, I bought all the mods first before I even started a fire. Plus I had to get re- replacement parts from Masterbill, which took five to six weeks. Yeah. And I will say that for the price point, it's a good product. But I don't recall another vertical smoker that offered the same benefits as the master build. I would have spent three times the three times the amount of money and would prefer a better product. Yeah, that's the thing. They're either spent to all the mods. Yeah, what's that? They're either like eight thousand dollars for a uh, if you want a regular like a full blown gravity fed. Who um, makes a who makes? Who makes a gravity uh, fed vertical? Well, they're usually smoker? the they're usually like the custom they're usually like the custom oh. you know, cu- custom builders, and they don't have and they gotcha. don't have the the controls on them though. They're strictly like you know gotcha. made for wood, you know, like like a like a regular com- competition smoker. So they don't have they don't have the Wi-Fi and Bluetooth controller and a fan. It's you. usually just you know just a regular um, you know. Uh, but they're made out of like, you know, half inch steel and all that. I wish so. Yoder, Yoder is one of my favorites. Mac, Mac, two star Weber. Of course, I love Weber. I have a lot of Weber products. I wish they would have taken this concept and ran with it. Yeah. And I think myself. the problem is the problem is that, you know, they didn't know if there would be a demand for this type of thing. And most of them, you know, master belt went in and said, build this thing as cheap as possible. When I had the Macklemore's on from master built, that's when John Macklemore was running master built. The guy is his engineers came and said, Hey, we want to build this, this, um, gravity fed type cooker. And he just said, make it so I could sell it at Walmart. <laughs> so I don't yeah. care what you do. You know, that was it. They, they went into it, make it as cheap as possible. And they did. So they used thin metal. They used, you know, uh, they sourced everything from China and, um, the engineering behind it is, it's a great concept. And, you know, even now you've got the char griller has the same type the of, grill. uh, type of grill. Now, um, I don't know how they got around the patent. Maybe, maybe they didn't patent it right or something, but they, they came out with the same concept, but it's still, they're, they're both cheaper grills. They're not, you don't see anybody, you know, like a Yoder yeah. doing something like this right now, because, um, I guess they're still kind of waiting to see if it's something that's um, going to keep their legs, you know, but I love the concept. And I, and I think you gave this analogy and I'll, I'll repeat this analogy and not that I have a lot of regrets. It's like you have a 20 year old Honda civic that's only worth probably about $800 and you put $3,000 worth of uh, fancy wheels on it. That's what Scott and I did basically. Yeah. Now I have all the mods. I mean, I got the firebox. I got the extended shell. I got the uh, uh, smoke. Uh, let's see the what's it called? The, so what's the thing in the back that controls the smoke intake? Yeah, I, it's called. It's this name for it. I have I, all the mods. I book everything. Hold on. Yeah, I, I, I I got the extra rack on top. 
I have all the mods. It, it functions okay. I think the Bluetooth is poor. The app is poor. I've got so many connectivity issues. Um, but again, for the price point, it's a good product for the price point. So that's one of the things when they put this thing out there, you know, they, they had the 560 first. And there was a lot of excitement. A lot of people, you know, liked it, got onto it real quick. And it does put out some great food. That's the thing that I liked about it. And I, mm -hmm. I knew the concept was going to be good. I, I kind of waited around a little while. I didn't jump on the first one because I try not to, <laughs> because usually there's, they, they come up with issues and they find things out when they throw it out there. Right. And that was the thing that with the 560, they, there was a lot of issues and quality control, but it's spawned a, uh, a cottage business on um, this one here is LS LSS mods. I have a lot yeah. of their mods, a lot and of their mods. Oh, they gosh. built their whole business around the mods for this grill. I have all know. those right there. So everything you see right there on yeah. that screen, I got it all. So I don't think they actually had a all. business until this grill came out and they make a lot of money just selling the mods that, you know, if master built was smart, they would take all these mods and put them on their grill and just oh, sell absolutely. it, sell it as a pro model and, yes. you know, charge, charge, you know, two grand for it. And people would buy it, you know, I mean, yes. that's, and there's a couple of companies, I guess, that sell these types of mods. I'm not going to go into all the different ones, but, but the, the, like I said, the, like, let's just go into what you did. Okay. So the 1050 mods over here, Lloyd, so did you, you, you got I everything got that's on this I list. So. Oh, easily. So I don't have the, I don't have the sausage hanger, although I'm considering it. I don't have the griddle shroud. Um, I got everything else. <laughs> yeah. So if you see, I got there's, everything else. there's a lot of different parts in there that if you want this thing to last and function properly or function as it should, that you need to mod this thing pretty good. Now, like I said, you know, the 800 that I had, I really liked the, the food that it put out. What I didn't like was, it started rusting in, within the first couple months. There was, um, when I put it together, you know, I had to kind of bang things into place and yes. try to find, find some screws that were missing. And, and, um, you know, it did, um, sometimes keeping the control of the heat wasn't the best, even though it has a fan in there, it would still fluctuate a lot because the metal was so thin. So, I mean, there was just some things that I said, you know, yep. I mean, I got one. It was, I played around with it, but I go through grills. Like I, like most people change out their hats. So I, I don't keep a lot of them. Um, just wasn't built. That's not something that's going to stay on your deck for many, many years. So <laughs> it's not like, you know, somebody's Weber kettle that, you know, they, they'll pass down from generation to generation. It's just, it's cheaply made. It's not made to last forever, but it's a great concept. Puts out great food. Compared to a pellet grill, I think it puts out a lot better food. It, you does. can get a better, you can get a better smoke flavor and you got similar type of controls. That's what, that's what I liked about it. So what about, what about you, Scott? How did you buy all these and you bought some other mods as well, right? I did the, uh, the 1050 elite mod package from LSS. And once I got that, I noticed that the, the firebox liner was only the lower half. So clots had an upper, an upper half liner and then a, uh, a lid for the top of the stainless steel lid for the top and the additional, uh, gasket seals. So I got those from, I got that. And then I, and then I got the, uh, the damper on the rear, which really helps conserve, conserve charcoal because you don't have all that heat running out the back. You can, you can throttle it back and it'll it'll run a whole lot more efficiently. Which damper did you get, Scott? Which one? The, I got the from Clots. The um, where is it here? It's called his 1050 rear vent slide. So <laughs> um, I would have gotten that one over the LSS had I known it was available, but I didn't know that. So I, I got the LSS one. Well, that's uh, the thing too. I know one of the things that when it first came out that was constantly breaking are those little sensor um switches. switches on the uh on the 
every door, you know, the lid, the door for your ash basket and the top door for your charcoal, those oh, things yeah. would always, those things would break all the time. And then if they break, the thing doesn't work at all because it thinks yes. the door is open. So the, the fan won't work. You can't oh, control anything. God. So, I mean, it's, uh, well, let, let's talk about the cheap freaking temperature gauge in front. What a yeah. piece of crap. Well, More, you really don't need that when you got well, the digital, but the digital doesn't work that well either. So <laughs> exactly. So I upgraded that for like I think I, I bought one for the top of the line, most expensive one on Amazon for twenty bucks. Yeah, twenty dollars. But like they, I they said, when they when there. they put this thing together, you know, John McLemore even said, "Make it as cheap as you can, so I can sell it at Walmart." It's got to be you know under. Under eight hundred bucks or whatever it was. I would have spent, oh, for the for so the five sixty. It was had to be under five hundred bucks, so it was a four ninety nine. Yeah, and that's the that. thing. That's the thing. Like I said, if they actually built the thing right and charged more for it, people would buy it all day long. Because mm -hmm. if it, I mean, I like the concept. I mean, like I said, mm -hmm. the gravity fed concept is it's a winner. It works and it it produces. It's charcoal. It's charcoal. It, it's well, it's charcoal, and it, the way the smoke passes through the heat, it really cleans the smoke up. It's so you clean. don't have to worry. About, you don't have to worry about you know waiting for the all the impurities to burn off the charcoal and the and the smoke and smoking wood. I, I mean, it just produces a much cleaner smoke, and that's why people love the gravity the you know ones that are ten grand. You know, but there's a way they could have put this thing together, and they still could. But now you know they're owned by a multi conglomerate company now and i doubt they will because this is the way their whole concept is to be at the walmarts and targets and home depots of the world they don't want to be a you know to, to sell something for like three or four grand you're in the specialty barbecue uh restaurants or you're a custom grill maker selling it on your own like yoders you won't find a yoder at a home depot or a no or or a walmart you know yoders are at a specialty barbecue store you know they're three or four grand you know sometimes yeah. more so i mean but, but they last you forever so i avoided a pellet because i prefer the taste of charcoal but now i'm kind of leaning towards getting a weber the uh smoke fire I believe it's called version the second mm -hmm. generation because I'm, I don't trust the master belt. Yeah. And like I said, the technology, you know, that's getting into these grills nowadays though. And this, like I said, I like everything about this grill, except for the quality of the, the, of, but they put all the parts that are just, they're just not quality. They, they could have took this grill and charged two grand for it. And they could have sold oh, probably gosh. not, probably not sold as many, but they would have probably made just as much money because they would have made more money on the units themselves well, and people, also, people wouldn't trash them as much. It's <laughs> less technology on it too. With a pellet grill, you've got the firebox, you got the auger that rotates right. on a vertical smoker. You just got a charcoal and a fan. That's it. That's yeah. all they got. I mean, there's less moving parts on it. So that's why I'm kind of hoping that Yoder, Masterville, Louisiana, the list is huge. Come up with your own vertical smoker. Yeah. With good technology, uh, good metal. Like I said, give me, I mean, give me a, I, a ten gauge. Give me ten gauge. <laughs> you know? I liked I liked the whole concept of it, and like I said, for the price, I mean, it's just like the old gas grills. You know, back in the day that you'd buy, you know, the hundred dollar gas grill at Home Depot. You knew you were only going to have it a couple of years because everything would rust out. Hope but, you're lucky. Yeah, but you know, I mean, people just buy them every. Memorial Day, you know, leading up to Memorial Day, you always see them go on sale. What, what's the gas grill? It's you know a hundred dollars because you know mine I've had for two years is rusted out already. I gotta uh, get uh, something I new. Think about I think about Weber. I have a Weber Genesis. It's my second one. Um, I had well, actually, this one I have right now. I've had ten years. At about six years, I used it three or four days a week minimum. The inside kind of like burnt out. I called them, wanted a replacement. They said, well, you still had a warranty. They sent me an entirely new topper half of my Weber for free because it was still in a warranty. Well, so Weber, I love Weber's Web, awesome. Weber yeah, is Web, awesome. Weber's gas grills are, are you know, they're, they're great. And they were probably the, but what happens is, you know, the ones that are a hundred bucks, like I said, Masterbuilt's whole mindset was, 
we're just going to make it as cheap as possible so we can sell a boatload of them. And that's like char broiler, char griller, all those ones yeah. you go into Home Depot. You look at the Weber's and you look at those, they're totally different. But the Weber's, yeah. gonna, you're going to pay $300 or $400 more for it because but the warrant, but the warrant, But the warranty is amazing. You have yeah, issues. And, and the quality. The quality is yeah, quality is way, way better. I mean, I was using mine four to five days a week, all the time, every night. You know, uh, they sent me a whole freaking upper top. The entire top was replaced after five well, years. Well, even the Weber kettle is a lot better than some of the cheaper, crappier oh, kettles gosh. that are out there. You know, you yes. can have a Weber kettle for a hundred years and it'll, it looks, you know, you clean it up. It looks brand new, but oh, yeah. you get some of these other crappy, you know, Australian grill or whatever, you know, you see it at Home Depot. They're, they're, the paint job on them is crap. It comes off. They rust so, out. And they fall Also. Apart getting the parts also i bought a uh what the hell was it called i bought a five burner stainless steel gas grill 25 years ago called a a duquesne was it a duquesne yeah i, I believe right and i could the, right the duquesne i couldn't get the parts the parts were cost prohibitive it's like oh my god what they want for the parts i bought a weber genesis parts yeah. were, were easy to replace Cheaper I think I put three, I think I put three sets of burner tubes in my in my Duquesne. Yes, I did two. Screwed it. Took it to the dump. Bought a Weber. And that's the thing. Getting back to what you were talking about earlier, the customer service. You know, Weber customer service is excellent. You know, you got these cheapo companies. Their customer service stinks. I mean, they know their product's going to break, so they got the cheapest. They got most of it's farmed out to. India or China or Mexico, you can barely get anybody to speak English. They put you on hold. And like you said, you can't register for your warranty. They try to make it so hard for you to be able to file a warranty claim. That, it's a uh, call center that handles probably 50 different companies and they have. A oh, yeah. Right. Well, and it's like I said, it's just hard for them. They, they try to make it as difficult as possible for you to file any kind of warranty claim or, or get any kind of resolution. So, cause what they are hoping you'll do is you'll just say, screw it. And you go out and buy another one, but a new one over there. So at least though, you could talk to a person master bill. You can't talk to a person. Right. And I was telling him I was having issues with the temperature control. It was, it was inaccurate. How do you know that? Well, I had a show man with, I have a thermal works temperature probes. I had a place all over. I took photographs. I had video. I had I had some schematics how their their probe was off, and they still didn't believe me. I had to write them another letter. <laughs> I, I mean, I I'm the guy who's got all the freaking probes. I'm saying your temperature sensor is freaking off. They don't care. The things only they're like it only costs you seven hundred dollars, dude. Leave me alone. Yeah, and <laughs> and you can't talk to a person. You got to send them a freaking um through their website a warranty freaking so scott you yes, went sir. a step you went a step further and you um installed the um fireboard controller yes, so yeah. you took off all the um standard uh bluetooth temperature controller and you installed the fireboard which i've seen a lot of people do that so how much did you pay for the fireboard itself so that's adding another three or four hundred bucks to it right Yes, because it was the it was the Fireboard Pro that has the K-type connectors on it, um, and then there was a company on Etsy that made a 3D printed bracket that goes in place of the the factory bracket to house it. Uh, I sent you a picture on it, um, and but it's it's rock solid. It it holds temperatures just you can't ask for any better. I mean, I've, I've saved graphs from it. It's just, it's just rock solid. Uh, I never had any problems with the switches, but mine has never been out in the weather and it's never gotten over 225 degrees. I did the, the 350 degree burn in when it was brand new, but other than that, it's two, that's all I did is 225. Uh, if I'm mine's on the weather else, I'm doing it on something else. Mine's on the weather either, but I've, I've taken it all through. The temperatures, of course. Yeah. Well, and I, I never had any problems with my switches either, but I've just from just from watching the uh, Facebook groups and people who've had them, I've seen a lot of people. That's one of the things, especially on the first 
first gen ones Ooh. that was that was the yeah. biggest thing that they would just break and once like i said once one of them breaks it's pretty much useless until you get that thing fixed and then they run into the problem like lloyd had where just trying to get them to send you a replacement part is oh, uh, ridiculous but so how much hey, did you, you pay sp- i know you Go can't ahead. speak to anybody i know you, we heard that part oh lloyd. god Jesus Jesus me Christ. god uh, edit that whole part out <laughs> So no, Scott, how, Scott, how much did the uh, fireboard set you back with everything? I'll have to look and see, Darren. I don't remember. Five hundred. Just guesstimate it. Just guesstimate it. Five hundred bucks. I know the fireboard itself is like four hundred and something. So with the at least right with, with the bra- bracket and all that, it's probably in the five hundred dollar range. With fifty dollars, probably. Yeah. So um, at least at least five hundred bucks. Let's just say on top of the how much would you was all your other mods? Was it fifteen hundred bucks all in? You think? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So so you paid eight hundred dollars for the grill and another fifteen hundred dollars for all your mods. mods. So you've got pretty much a two thousand dollar grill. He's got it. All right, Darren. I gotta say this. I'm having some fun. So your audience will love me. He has a ghetto freaking barbecue he's got that little freaking car going down the road with three thousand dollar wheels it bounces up and down but the car is only worth 500 freaking dollars the fireball oh, yeah. 300 bucks yeah it, it only has three k k type inputs but that's all you need i want one is going to be dedicated for the the grill temp itself and it's a nice unit. You can point to which which uh, pro which input you want to use for the fireboard drive, and that was another little, you know, ten or fifteen dollar kit a wire harness I had to order to uh, to get it to interface in with the the gravity grill. But it's it's been great. I love it. So like I'm saying, it's if they would have took these all these mods that you put in and initially put it in the grill, they could have built this grill at a lot higher quality and a lot you know more efficient using a a better controller and sold this thing for two grand and still made some money and had a lot better product and and, and had a lot better product and they could have you know but that's what i'm saying they they wanted to be cheap and we're going to sell a million of them and then instead of we want to build something quality and sell Mm -hmm. you know maybe half a million of them they still would have sold a lot of them and because the concept's yeah. great but it just they just went too cheap i think and yeah. a lot of people have these a lot of people that are used to buying cheap ass grills love them and <laughs> but i'm not that type of guy you know either am i that's why my hat's off to weber their first oh, was it their the first pellet grill sucked ass basically it, it wasn't a good grill and what happened they fixed the problems right away with the yeah. second generation yeah, well, and you got to give them credit. That that was something they'd never done a pellet grill. They'd never had yeah. anything that used electricity before. You know, yeah. all their grills were gas or charcoal. So they had something that they had to pretty much. They created their own software. You know, with the for the controller, they had to build an app. They had to hook up with somebody to build their controller and all that stuff. Yeah. So there's, you know, it was a totally new concept for them, and you know, they thought they had it all nailed down they they just didn't do enough uh beta testing with true um you know real customers to, to like you and me they, yeah they, 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 scott they should have had one of us beta test their products well and but, only not only that usually when they the, the beta testers are not the stuff that comes off the assembly line so there's some things that true. when you do a beta tester just like this whole thing with the, the combustion ink, you know, these beta testing units we're going to get. The ones that come off the, the assembly line are not going to be the same. You know, they're going to be made a little bit cheaper. They're going to probably, of course, you know, so I can understand that. But, you know, they they tried to say that there wasn't any issues Weber did when they first came out with that. But they kind of, you know, eventually had to say, yeah, okay we're going to scrap it and we're going to put something else out, but um, you, you won't see master built doing that. <laughs> well, one yeah. thing, one thing with it, with the price point it's at, 
say say the ten fifty seven hundred and forty nine dollars, uh, and then you start adding the the mods. Well, if you're piecemealing those mods, you can fly it under the radar to CFO. So, mm. <laughs> so you you get away with it. What, rather than laying out two grand in cash to to get get it all at once if you do it a little bit at a time it doesn't get noticed as easily the only thing i'm worried about is that the base <laughs> product the base product itself is not well built so it's going to start rusting out you'll, you'll you'll have your stainless steel you know sleeve in the in your charcoal pit Everything else around it's going to rot out. So you're, it's, you know, that's the whole thing. You, you, yeah. Everything else is going to start falling apart and rotting out eventually. So I mean, it's like putting a lipstick on a pig. You're going to get more life out of it than you probably would have without those. It's going to function better than it would have without those. But I don't think it's still. I think it's still not going to last anywhere near as long as if they would have put out a quality product from the beginning and and made something, you know that actually was high higher quality and, and work better so well i live in the northwest it's the seattle area and nobody it's cares rainy. well nobody my, cares I, listen let me, let me get to my point i don't get mine out as often as i like because it freaking rains all the time mine's in my garage i roll it out i got a couple of things in my garage oh god i roll it out when it's not raining okay stir it up so this summer i'm hoping to use it more often I have the Web of Genesis outside of the backyard undercover that I use very, very often. So well, it rains a lot here too, but we also have a lot of humidity all the time. So even if it's not raining, yeah, you do. It's eighty percent humidity out here. So I, I mean, oh. anything like that, any kind of you know, just painted steel uh, is going to start rusting out Dude, eventually. Did you see my <laughs> shirt? Where where all New Yorkers go? Where all New York Jews go? Florida. My entire right. family's in Florida. Let me tell you something. I hear about the weather all the time. I'm like, oh, hell no. I don't want to be down there. It's but freaking that's hot. What, that's what eats up these cheap grills down here. It's the humidity. It's not, you know, they don't have to be out in the rain all the time. Just being out on my deck. That's why I got yeah. that, uh, you know, the M grills M36 because it's, you know, three quarter inch steel. And it's, you oh, know, if, I even if it does, even if it does start to rust, it's going to take it a long time to rust any holes in I want the so, M36. But, um, you know, like, like I said, I mean, I like the whole concept of the master built. I liked the food it put out, especially there's just a problem I had with the quality. That's why I don't have it anymore. I just, it started having issues and I just didn't want to play with it anymore. And I moved on, you know, I do have the Weber smoke fire. Now I like that. It's probably the best pellet grill I've had. Um, I've had, four or five of them. I had a cam chef. I had the a couple of Traegers. I had the Traeger Timberline, which is their top of the line. Oh, yeah. And, um, I like I like the Weber better. I mean, it, it gets hotter. I can sear on it. It's set up kind of like their gas grills with the flavorizer bars. Um, I found that the software now works really well. I have had never had any connectivity issues with it at all. Um, the, the probes are very accurate. I've double checked so them with with all What's your different- go-to, Darren? You get up on a Saturday or a Sunday of the weekend, whatever. I'm retired, so every day is a Saturday to me. But you you basically go out there and you want to fire something up. What's your go-to? Is it you have a lot of units? You got the Kamado, you got the M36, you got the Weber, you got a lot of units. What's your go-to? Um, I really don't have a go-to. It all depends on how much time I have, what I'm cooking. If I'm what time if you I'm- have. Yeah. And if it's, you know, especially if I'm doing a video, it's what I want to showcase, but if I want to have fun and just smoke something, you know, for a long time, I'll put it on the uh, M36 because I can use that as a a stick burner. I could use it as a charcoal grill. I can use it as a a direct uh, Santa Maria type because it has the the charcoal uh, basket that goes up and down. So I can do pretty much any. It goes up. Oh, gosh. so I can do pretty much anything with that, but if it's, you know, I, I want to sear some steaks real quick and I don't want to mess around with light and charcoal, I'll fire up the wood or, you know, if I, same thing, if I, if I'm going to be in and out of the house a lot and I don't want to sit there and feed sticks into the M36, Weber. I'll Weber. put the Weber on because I can monitor it and change the temperature from wherever I'm at. Right. And, uh, you know, that's, that's really what I like about that because 
you know, you know, people will say, Oh, well, well, that's not really, you know, smoking. It's like, well, dude, you know, we're busy, you know, I want to put a brisket on or a pork butt yeah. and I got, and I got to run to the store and do stuff. You know, my wife doesn't want to go out there and look at that. No, thing. Of course not. So, you know, I can control it if I get caught up and I'm going to be a couple hours and it's, you know, I can turn the, you know, temperature down on it. Yeah. I can put the smoke, you know, mode on to make it, you know, more smoky. So it's just, it's a lot more convenient. So, but you know, I use everything I have out there, but I like, I know you do. I like the Weber for the convenience factor when I need it to, uh, to be able to control it when I'm going to be running around. It does, I, I, I guess. Right. I'll say this though. I think is I would consider myself, Scott, you, even Kevin, if Kevin's listening, although he's kind of been retired from cooking, all he does is sit in his mama's basement. Kevin, if you can hear me, get out of your mama's basement. But what I will say is that for the average person who barbecues on the weekend, the massive build is adequate. For people that cook like us, we would prefer higher quality and we're willing to spend the money. Yeah. But the, like I said, the thing of it is with the master belt, it's just the quality. Don't yeah. be, don't be thinking that you're just because it's you know, the 800 bucks is still a lot of people, a lot of money for a grill, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it is cause they're used to, you know, a $200, you know, gas grill or a right. kettle grill. You know, if you go up, and you can get pellet pellet grills for 400 bucks. You know? I know it's come down a lot. So if you're spending 800 bucks on something, you know, you think it's going to last a lot longer. It's just not, it's, yeah. it's literally $2,000 worth of technology crammed into an $800 piece of, you know, oh, yeah. junk. So, I mean, the, the concept's great. I love the food it puts out, but it's just not going to last a long time. So that's a good job. And I will say and, this since I've, got the gravity i have not touched my pellet grill yeah well it does it puts out great food it puts out a better smoke profile there's a lot of things that it does well and now that you've got a two thousand dollar you know <laughs> master built gravity <laughs> fed you, you know that's where that should have been initially that's where they should have built a more quality product and it, they still would have sold a bunch of them they just wouldn't have sold yeah a million of them, they probably would have sold a half a million, but they probably would have made a better profit margin and they wouldn't have as many, you know, sending out parts and customer service problems that they have. So Scott and I have a master belt. So I would equate what Scott and I have is to, we have a Honda Civic with the Mercedes emblem on the front, driving around with the Mercedes emblem (laughs) on the front, on the freaking Honda Civic. So what's your favorite thing to cook on your, uh, on your pellet grill? Or your uh, master built, I'm sorry. Scott or I. Uh, Scott or uh, uh, me. Well, since you're yapping, go ahead. I'm always yapping, man. I'm a New York, of course. And yeah, I love ribs. God, I, I love I love doing the um, baby backs, or excuse me, the, the beef. I'm Jewish. I don't eat pork, right? I, uh, a little slip of the, the tongue. Kosher, the kosher baby back uh, ribs. That's right. Beef back ribs. Okay. Uh, of course, Calby ribs, uh, brisket, I love brisket, of course. Um, mostly all beef. I don't do a lot of chicken on, on the master belt, um, but mostly just ribs and brisket. Why don't you, why don't you cook chicken on it? I'll do occasionally. Like for example, I'm catering an event, um, on July 2nd and I've already sous vide the chicken though. Chicken thighs, legs and breasts. I've got 90 pieces. I have the middle rack. I'm hoping to get all 90 pieces on there. If not, I'm, I'm, I'm going to fire up my, my Weber kettle also. I'm hoping to get 90 pieces on the master bill. So I'm catering not, an event for family, not, though. What's that, what's that, Scott? It's not going to happen. I know. I, but I, bought the, I bought the second shelf. I bought the extended second, second shelf from LSS. So I'm hoping to at least get 50 pieces on there, maybe. <laughs> and I also have my big Weber kettle with the two levels. So we'll see what happens. I'm optimistic. What about you, Scott? What do you, what's your favorite thing to cook on the master build? Probably reverse searing steaks. That's probably my favorite thing to do. The six um, ounce version? The six ounce versions? Oh, uh, you're funny. <laughs> I'm the one in the house. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I did that try it the other day, reverse sear. Uh, it came out pretty good. One of the things when I had my 800, I did a brisket on it and it turned out okay. The only thing I've found, you have to use a very thick, uh, dense charcoal. If you just use briquettes, you know, to do like an eight or 10 or 12 hour cook, you have to load some, uh, charcoal in it. Eventually it's not going to, uh, be able to cook a whole brisket on one uh, load. Um, unless you're using, like I said, I did use some, um, compressed briquettes, um, some of those, um, char blocks, they're, they're more of a really tight, compressed um, briquette. They're not really like, uh, you know, the Kingsford that you buy at the store. They're kind of specialty, but, um, or lump charcoal, a really dense lump charcoal, like the Kamado Joe that's made out of the South American uh, hardwood. Those will last a good long time. The only problem with lump charcoal is that the different sizes kind of makes it where it doesn't fit in there sometimes as well. So you can't put as much in it, but I did find that for longer cooks on that, the, the hopper is just not big enough to hold enough charcoal. You, you have, you're going to have to go out and put some more charcoal. Not that it's a pain in the butt. I mean, you can still just load it from the top. That's one of the things I did like about it is that instead of having to open up a fire door and throw something in, you know, you just put it in the top. But I did like the fact that you could mix your smoking wood in with the charcoal throughout the whole um uh length of the uh you stagger it stagger it yeah you stagger it in there the whole length of the uh fire or the whole where your charcoal is and it, it would continually have that smoke instead of just putting it in the bottom you know or throwing it on top like you would on a regular smoker so um, i heard people standing up a log in there and then then uh putting charcoal around it you can do that too. Um, and I just don't know, depending on what kind of wood it is, I just don't know how long it would burn, but I, like I said, I'd cooked some low, you know, some long, low and slow stuff on it. And I done, you know, did some quick stuff. So, um, I did like the fact that, you know, you can load it from the top and, um, you know, as far as operational, I didn't have many issues with it. Like I said, I, I didn't have many problems with it. Um, not, uh, connected to Wi-Fi or anything like that. More of my issues was it's just the whole overall quality. It started to rust a little bit. There were some other issues I had here and there, um, bent, you know, bend it all up. And just when I put it together and, and all that, but uh, like I said, I just know it's not something that, uh, out of the box, it's not going to last a long time. You do have to put some money into it, uh, for it to, uh, to be something that's going to last a while. So like yeah. I said, it's, a, if you put, Two grand in it, like you guys did. That's really where this thing needed to be to be a, a really good quality, gonna last you a while uh, product. So that that whole underside where the grease drawer is and all that, that metal is really really thin. And those tracks that the uh, the drawer slides in, they were all bent up. I had to take take pliers and straighten those out to even be able to get the drawer in it. Well, really? I had, leak, I I had leaks. I had leaks too. I mean. You know, I don't know what it is, but I had leaks all the time with gr- grease coming down. It would just go down the side and somehow get out. Uh, you know, it would most guys, of it would get caught in there. Did you guys spoil yours? Put a lot of foil in there. I got foil no. everywhere. I put foil. No. In. Well, all right, guys. Yeah. It's been nice talking to you. Anything that is great. You hey. foil. I, want to, I want to say hello to Kevin from his mama's basement. <laughs> Kevin, hey, how you doing? Get back to cooking. So what else, what else do you guys have to say about the master build? Is this something you would buy again? Uh, would you buy it again if it were higher quality product and spend $2,000 on it? Obviously you would, if you spent the money. I would better product. I would probably go a different direction just because I, I don't know. I just, I, I think I'd start I really want to just build a real fire now for whatever reason. I just buy the M36. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's my goal. We'll get the M36. I would like the M36. And for me, it's not about the money, it's about the wife. Yeah. She divorced me. The M- oh my the M- God. 
sticks with a controller on it would be pretty awesome. Oh God. Oh, I love that. Oh, I, I guess you the, could buy I, I use I use the thermoworks on it. I have my thermoworks smoke. The, uh, the, the, with, the, the, the with the billows. With the billows. Does it yeah. work? Does it work on the yeah. 36? It does, does but it you work can't, well? you, you can't use it with a with a, a stick burner. You got to put charcoal in the bottom with okay. with the work. So you you do a hybrid smoke where you put charcoal in and then throw uh, throw your uh, logs on top because you don't want the if it was just a wood fire it wouldn't be able to control it. You, you need to they, they run full blast the whole time. So the the thermal works uh, billows works well with the M thirty six. Yeah, there's actually a little, um, there's okay. a, a spot for it. So. so you have the best of both worlds. Yeah. Yeah. I can use it as a stick burner. I can use it as a charcoal smoker with that. I can use it as a uh, Santa Maria with the with the charcoal pit on that's on the top oh, wow. level that goes up and down. It's got uh, a little uh, searing box on the on part of it where I can just put charcoal and get it right up close to the grate. Right, so. Cool. I mean, uh, it pretty much does everything that you would want it to do, but it does cost some money. I mean, it's built to last. It's it's one of those things you give it, pass it down to your family, because it's it's going to last you a long time. I mean, I take it you're going to hang on to that one. Hmm? I take it you're going to hang on to that one. Yeah, it's just too heavy to move. I'm not. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's it weighs like a few hundred pounds. Uh, yeah, it weighs about a 800 pounds. So it's 800 God. pounds. Dear it's God. solid. It's solid steel. I mean, when I thank God it's on wheels. So. <laughs> Damn. All right, guys. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. You guys have the experience with the mods and I said, we've all had the master built. You guys had the mods. So I wanted to just touch base on that because I think a lot of people are going to get a lot out of that. So if they want the mods, all you got to do is type in master built mods and you'll get a couple different websites that have those. Like I said, it started a cottage business, um, you know, uh, just for these grills that people buy these mods so they could actually make them work well. But thanks again for joining me, Lloyd and Scott. Hey, make sure you thanks, check Darren. out, check out the kosher dosher. Just type in kosher dosher in Google and you'll, you'll find his blog, all kinds of cooking. Uh, Scott, he doesn't do anything, so don't even type in his name. His name's John, anyway. But thanks for joining me, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll see you again. Uh, I'm I'm sure talk about some other grilling, smoking, cooking stuff. But I really appreciate it. Thanks for uh, joining me on the Fire and Water Cooking Channel. And guys, guys, I will see you again on the next one. Enjoy. Well, thanks again for joining us, guys, on the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. I want to thank Lloyd and Scott again participating with their experience on the master built gravity series and the mods check them out below in the links you can check out all the mods in the gravity built uh, series as well thanks for following us on facebook instagram make sure you check out the fire and water cooking website at www.fireandwatercooking.com i'll see you again on the next fire and water cooking podcast